Welcome to GC365. It is day 314, November 10th. I'm Shauna. And I'm Mark. Shauna's dad. He's my dad. Yep. And uh, I brought you in because you've been reading the one-year Bible incognito. You've not been commenting. Well, that's true. You watched some videos. Yes. It, no one knows. He's sneaky. I am sneaky. But you're actually reading along with us. You've been reading the one-year Bible the whole year. Yeah, I've been keeping up. And how many times have you read the one-year Bible? Oh, probably about five. And you've done the chronological too. I've done the chronological. First, when I first got my study Bible, I did the study Bible and all the notes. That's a lot. That, that That's was good. A lot of commentary alongside. I haven't done the chronological yet, but I think this is year nine for me doing the one year Bible, but it always brings back memories of your parents yes. because they would sit around the breakfast table and grandpa would read out loud the one year Bible in a very slow drawl. Yes. And it took a really long time and I just wanted to play with the Barbies, but I couldn't get up yet. <laughs> we had to finish the one-year Bible. Yeah, I remember when I was reading to grandma when she was towards the end of her life and couldn't read on her own. And I got to one of those passages that no son should have to read to his mother. <laughs> she said, yeah, well, when grandpa was doing that, he always skipped those parts. Oh, so. <laughs> grandpa too. All right. <laughs> That's funny. But yes, we've been, it's a family thing. One year Bible. You've been reading it a while and uh, it always brings back memories for me. So we have some sobering passages, I guess, in Ezekiel yes. today. And uh, it was a little harsh. I don't know. It's a little scary. There's a lot of swords. There's a lot of you're all going to be destroyed. Everything's going to be bad. Destroying the righteous and the wicked. Everyone gets nailed. Everybody is going to die. It does say that actually. Verse 12. Mm -hmm. Son of man, cry out and wail. Pound your thighs in anguish for that sword will slaughter my people and their leaders. Everyone will die. That's not a feel good passage. No. I'm sorry. No, there's been a lot of um, multiple times God's telling him, you need to tell everybody they're going to die. You need to tell everybody they've done all this stuff wrong. You're going to be destroyed. You're going to be carried off to Babylon, all these things. Yeah. Why? You had some insights on this. Well, you know, we, we've been through the, the passages where the kings were, you'd get a good one, then you get a few bad ones. And, and there'd been a long series of bad stuff going along and idol worship and God was saying enough is enough. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting. You look back, it's, a, you look at this just little microscope part of scripture and it can be easy to think God's really harsh. This is really bad. But then when you look at it at that broad scope, he's consistently saying, I'm going to give second chances. I'm going to send this prophet. I'm going to try to tell them to do the right thing. And over and over and over, he gives all these chances for them to stop worshiping the idols and, and turn to him listen. and they don't do it. They're always following their own paths. The kings are leading them down bad paths. And yeah, we got a lot of bad kings in a row and now enough is enough. Yeah. So they're going to be utterly wiped out, it says at the end of the chapter. And we move on to chapter 22. Um, and it's more of the same, more destruction. Uh, you're guilty because of the blood you have shed. You're defiled because of the idols you have made. So that's what kind of made it clear to me. Sometimes you read these little snippets and a little bit out of context, you're thinking what in the world is going on? And so clearly the issue is they've been worshiping the idols again. They're not worshiping the Lord. And this is like the number one commandment, right? First of all, you should worship no one right. except me. So they're failing at number one leads me to believe they might be failing at two through 10 as well. And those well, commandments. You know, he, he talks a lot about um, how they're failing at loving 
their their neighbor as well. Mm-hmm. So it says fathers and mothers are treated with contempt. Foreigners are forced to pay for protection. Orphans and widows are wronged and oppressed among you. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's they're they're not just not loving God. They're not loving their neighbors either. So yeah. it's a bad pattern to get yourself into. It's a consistent stream of all these things that they're not doing. I mean, he even says that you despise my holy things and violate my Sabbath days of rest. There's another commandment. They're mm-hmm. supposed to be keeping the Sabbath day holy and they're not doing that. So there's all this pattern of everything God's called them to do. They're ignoring and going their own way. Right. It's pretty intense. And you said they're going to get carried off to Babylon. That's what's coming next. That's what's so, on its way. So they're all, these are all the warnings. I don't know. It is sobering though. You wouldn't want to be that guy standing there listening to this prophecy of all this stuff's going to go wrong. You're all going to die. And this, well, yeah, it's, he's preparing them for what is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it is a lot of anger of the Lord. The last verse, I will pour out my fury on them, consuming them with the fire of my anger, heap on their heads, the full penalty for all their sins. I, the sovereign Lord have spoken. So enough is enough. Right. And he talks about, uh, the common people oppress the poor, rob the needy, deprive Mm -hmm. foreigners of justice. I look for someone who might rebuild the wall of righteousness that guards the land, search for someone to stand in the gap in the wall so that I wouldn't have to destroy the land but I found no one. That's a scary place to be in your country. And, yeah. and sometimes that, that reminds me of what happens in our own country mm-hmm. when, we, when we seem to have kind of a leadership vacuum and um, that leads to much of the divisiveness in our country, I think. And we recognize that neither political party has it all right. Nope. Um, and that political positions are often more about gaining power than they are about helping the citizens and protecting the citizens. And only in following Jesus can we truly bring righteousness into our lives and then ultimately into our country. Yeah. And it's, it's true. There's this whole, like, just tell people what they want to hear in order to gain that power. So then you're following someone who doesn't even believe the things you thought they did because they're just trying to get on your right side to get the vote, right? And They know what to say. And it's, yeah. So I can't imagine it back in this day too of just going through that. They've got these people in power that are leading them down this path and they really can't trust anyone. God's looking for any one person to come out and be the righteous person, do the right thing. And uh, nobody's got it figured out. Right. So... Thankfully, we get to go to the New Testament. <laughs> Take a breath. A nicer. <laughs> it is a lot nicer to read Hebrews after going through that. And it's it's kind of the full circle picture of our failures as humanity and not being able to be righteous, not being able Correct. to keep up with the laws and the sacrifices and that none of it was actually solving the problem of us being closer to God. Like, Nothing was actually giving us access to God because we couldn't follow the rules. Right. And Jesus comes instead to solve the problem. He replaces all those messy rules. Yeah. <laughs> and and he does it permanently. So mm-hmm. we were kind of talking about how um, in verse 10, it says, God's will was for us to be made holy by the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ once for all time. So instead of like, we're talking about how sacrifices, it must have had to be all the time. Like 
Every there's year. So, yeah. Not only the yearly yeah, sacrifices, but, though, then there's like the sin offering, right. the guilt offering, like there are all these sacrifices all the time and the specific festivals and all these rules. And it must have been constant. And you probably would never feel like you're measuring up because you're always trying to aspire to all these rules. And it's just not permanent. Yeah, and I, I remember growing up as a kid on the farm when we, we butchered some animals and killed some Bambies and ate them. <laughs> and I, I was helping out with butchering those animals and it, it wasn't, it was, it's messy. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad we don't have to do that anymore. I am very glad. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it would be a lot of work. And then it also seems like it's, um, it was a sacrifice because it's people's well, their, their life, their livelihood, you know, their flocks were their livelihood. And so it was this kind of constant reminder of like nothing belonged to them, which is That's a, good a beautiful reminder. But at the same time, like this is a lot of work mm -hmm. for something that didn't last, mm -hmm. um, that ultimately they still couldn't be in the presence of God and they still didn't know how to be righteous. And Jesus comes and he's the sacrifice that finishes everything. We no longer have to live within right. that system. We no longer have to worry about, do we measure up? Did we do the right thing? Because he calls us righteous even when we don't deserve it because he died for us. Right. And he was, he finished the sacrifice process. And I, mm -hmm. I like the part where it says he sat down, you know, to me that just signifies the the job was complete. That, mm -hmm. uh, he did what the father asked and he provided that sacrifice. And then he says in, in verse 17, I will never again remember their sins and lawless deeds. Um, and that's, that's impressive. It is. And I'm thankful. I, I can forgive someone. I have harder times sometimes forgetting. Yeah. And you look at the Old Testament passages we just read and it's like he didn't forget a single thing that they'd done wrong. And he was holding people accountable yes. for years and years of their transgressions and for, for it to now, yeah. And for it now to come to the place where he's forgiving and choosing to forget all of our you know, misgivings and everything we've done wrong because Jesus came is pretty cool. Quite a blessing. It is. And you liked going through the Psalms this week. So what did. did you, what did you get out of that? Well, um, there's, there's one passage that kind of stood out to me and that was, I will thank you, Lord, among all the people, I will sing your praises among the nations for your unfailing love is higher than the heavens. Your faithfulness reaches to the clouds. Be exalted, O God among the highest heavens, may your glory shine over all the earth. And I was just telling Shauna when her mom and I were um, less gray, um, there were different singing groups. And, yes. and one, I think, was the Maranatha, Maranatha singers yes. that, that had that passage uh, put to music. And it was one of the songs we sang when I was uh, less gray. Yes. And it was impactful for you. So reading it always, yeah, music always brings those things to memory. I feel like you remember those passages more because you remember singing those yeah, songs. I, I really enjoy the the people that are able to take verses from the Bible mm -hmm. and, and set them to music. Um, it always is a, a joy to be able to memorize that way. Yeah, exactly. And we're going to finish up with our Proverbs of the day. It's a good one. A prudent person foresees danger and takes precautions. The simpleton goes blindly on and suffers the consequences. Well, we've seen that, haven't we? Yeah, pretty straightforward. <laughs> always, These are always harder to, uh, easier 
said than done. Right. So uh, harder to do in practical life. But, you know, looking forward, being prudent, keeping yourself out of dangerous situations instead of going blindly on. That would be the goal. Yes. So you're doing well. Oh, thanks. Yeah. (laughs) So stay prudent, everyone. We will see you back here tomorrow. Bye.